Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. It's time for a new episode of Kings of the Podcast. Introducing your host, the Mayor, John Hovan, and DP, Dennis Bernstein. Buckle up, here we go! Kings of the Podcast, episode 20, coming to you live from... Uh, Falcon Stadium. Yes, the Air Force Academy here in Colorado Springs. A 20th anniversary show. Not bad, DB. Trade him right now. <laughs> trade him you're right. Not, you're not even going to wait for us to get into the show. Trade him right now. Okay. Don't let him. You get, talking about Jonathan Quick or you? No. <laughs> don't let him get back on the charter. Rob can go walk the, over to Joe Sackick and say, second round pick and a yeah. prospect. Let's go." Uh, yeah. Okay. That's how we open the show. Today. Sure. Let's do it. Well, uh, Dave Panyota from the Fourth Period Magazine is sitting in with us tonight again. And uh, Dave, right before we came on air, you had a great suggestion, which was just. Why don't they just walk over and put Toffoli on the bus, and right. he can just go ahead That's with his it. new team? S- saves the Kings uh, an extra plane ticket. You don't have to worry about nothing. So right now. Get him over there. I tweeted about it. Just after he scored the goal, the third goal, psh, Rob, go. Make now. the call. Make it happen. Thank Do it you. right now. Okay. I agree. You should. And by the way, gentlemen, congratulations. 20th show. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. We weren't sure we were going to make it past the first show. No. But, uh, <laughs> we had some difficulties. Some, but, some yeah, technical we had, issues. We had some audio uh, difficulties, and then DB uh, stepped up and straightened it all out. Right. He's the technical guru. Uh, I handle the music. He handles the technical uh, aspects of the yeah, show people here. People complaining about the volume and the microphones. Yeah, we had sound we, issues. We didn't know what was going on. But we're, and we're look at us now. now. Like, this well, is you, like, guys, you guys have this ridiculous, colorful mixer. Yeah, look at this rig. This is great. a this is a professional. Yeah, this is huge. This is good job, boys. All right. So, so, so mayor, yeah, please. You say this is your greatest outdoor game. I think. You know, uh, minor humble top. brag, just to kind of yeah, set please, the stage. Yeah, yeah, I mean, go. when I say that, what a great game this is. I do want to preface it by saying this was, I believe, my sixth outdoor game. Uh, Panyoto was telling me earlier that this might be the end of the road for him and his outdoor games, and <laughs> it's going to be. I'm going to be honest; it's going to be hard to top this one. So let me just write it down for you. So you had the uh, you had the outdoor game at Dodger Stadium in 2014. Right. Then you had the game up in Santa Rosa in 2015. Santa Clara, uh, Santa Clara, Santa Rosa, Santa right. something, no Cal, no Cal, whatever. It's no north Cal. of Bakersfield. No one really cares. And then <laughs> uh, then. You had uh, the Bakersfield game, which was the AHL outdoor That's game. That's right, the, the Ontario Reign. Uh, right. Adrian Kempe played in that game. I'll tell you a funny story there in a moment. Um, then I had the World Junior game in 2018, right. a couple hundred miles south of Dave. That was in Buffalo. That was Team USA so, versus yeah, Canada. Was Dave was crying that day. He sent me pictures. He was weeping it was, as it was rough. the U.S. beat Canada and the World rough. Juniors. It was fantastic. Thanks for bringing that back. And then, of course, there was the outdoor <laughs> game in Minnesota, which uh, was one of my favorites, but really not the outdoor game itself. It was the day before. Right. Because they played the veterans game, and you had 
all my boys. You had Chelios, yeah, you sure. had Madonna, you had JR. It was oh. fantastic. It was amazing. It was the mayor alumni <laughs> it game. It was. It was like the mayor's manor <laughs> alumni game. And then I walked into the... It, now, remember, Jared Stoll was also with the Minnesota Wild. Right, right. And he didn't know I was coming, so I walk in the Minnesota room, and he freaks out, mayor! You know, and everybody in Minnesota, they don't know who I am, so why is Stoley getting excited that this weirdo's walking in the room? So anyway, um, a lot of outdoor games previous to this one. But uh, there was just something special about this game. Um, the weather was perfect. It, it didn't snow like it did on us in Buffalo. Right. Um, the Air Force Academy, the cadets sitting on the field. Um, that was special. That, you know, I, just, I thought it wasn't over the top. You know, the Dodger Stadium game was fantastic. It was great. It was such a wonderful atmosphere. Vin Scully, Bob Miller. I mean, yeah. it, every, Kings, Ducks, what more could you ask for? But there was also sort of like an, I felt, a, a sort of over-the-top element to yeah, it. Yeah. And this one, I didn't feel that way. I, yeah, thought it was, it was, I, I thought it was almost. perfectly done. Yeah. The flyovers, I don't yeah, know. 43,000 people, smaller stadium. And the optics where you sat, you, you said that you had fantastic, fantastic seats. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, wanted to be outside in the cold. Didn't want to sit in the press box. Sure. Wanted, to, wanted to experience what it was, the full experience. And really that came, DB, from I went to a football game in Green Bay. I, I, I think I've told you this story before, but not on the air. And I went to go, it was a great game. I went to go see Peyton Manning when he was with the Colts against Brett Favre against the Packers. And I go to Green Bay, and um, I was in a suite. Yeah. And I didn't like it. So after the, after the first uh, quarter, I went and sat down and snuck into some seats down on the 40-yard line was or it whatever. Cold? Was it, it was cold, but I mean, but not you, you know. killer cold. You right. go, you're in a game in Green Bay. That's yeah. what you want, right? I mean, I can tough well, it out for three hours. It was fantastic, wonderful game. So it was kind of the same thing here. I, mm -hmm. I knew with the weather, I wanted, to, I wanted to experience it. So, Panyota, what did you think of this overall as an outdoor game? I thought uh, outside of the game itself, because <laughs> first two periods of this one were yeah. a little, you no, know, it was, whatever. It was a 20-minute exciting game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, the, I, I'm with you. Uh, Optics-wise, everything about this was just a really cool experience. We got to walk around Fanfare a little earlier, and uh, earlier before the game, check out all that stuff. So I, I liked it. I thought, I thought this was well put together. Um, and, quite frankly, if you're, if you're doing an outdoor game, I know everyone like outside of other in, in other markets are yapping away and complaining and bitching and moaning that oh another outdoor game and oh Raleigh's going to be next year. This is a really cool experience to attend. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it really is. The game is a different kind of element. Mm -hmm. It's it's the and they sold forty three thousand yeah, tickets. Yeah, it's going to continue. And they just announced Raleigh next year. Yep, Look, and they'll sell fifty six thousand tickets in Raleigh. And if you want to know why they keep scheduling outdoor games, all you had to do is go to the souvenir lines. Yeah, and look, holy crazy. crap, the lines were a mile long. Three yeah. hours before the game, up until right now, when I came up from the dressing room, there's still yeah. people standing in line fifty deep trying to buy stuff. Yeah, I went to try to get, grab something. I saw well with you, and I saw the lineup. I just aborted that mission. <laughs> that was a hard no. Dave goes, I'll just get my stuff online. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not waiting to that. That's okay. TV, I, I learned something about Panyota today also. I, I always fancied him as somebody who likes to take a lot of selfies because I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> but we're walking around FanFest, and I was like, there were these great photo opportunities. And, you know, Panyota, you want to get a picture of that? Nope, I'm good. You want to get a picture of that? Nope, I'm good. He only wanted one picture, which was out in front of the stadium the by, the, Just, by the Falcon. Yeah, that was that, it. thought that was at least, all right, I'm here. Hey, this was a cool background, background for it, and that's it. Mr. Peanut. I thought yeah. that he would want to get one with the <laughs> Mr. Peanut mascot. Or the Wienermobile. Nah. At the Wienermobile? No, no Panyota no. passed on all that. I will say this. This is my last game at 7,000 feet, walking <laughs> up and down the stairs and walking up and agree. down the parking lot. <laughs> last game. Retiring from 7,000 feet. That's it. 
Sea level. Thank you. Good night. You and trade Tyler to Foley. Let's would, go. Would you like to hear a funny story? Yeah, please. Uh, related to yes. parking and those type of yeah, adventures. Please. Let's go. Okay, so most of the media stay is staying at the Marriott, right. and the Marriott they shuttle people over throughout the day, yesterday and today. So, yeah. uh, but I'm not staying at the Marriott. I'm more of a Hilton guy than the yeah. Marriott, so I'm staying at my hotel and. I decide to get an Uber to bring me over here yesterday for practice. And yeah. as I'm riding over, I'm talking to the Uber driver, and I'm reading him the instructions from NHL uh, PR telling me where to yeah. park or, you know, whatever. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, um, to get us through that gate, it's going to normally take you about 30 minutes. Uh, you have to fill out paperwork uh, as a civilian uh, because there was no public event yesterday. yesterday so, right, so the. Right. The academy, I don't know, the campus, whatever yeah, you call it, it's yeah. closed, right? So he goes, fortunately for you, I'm retired Air Force, and this, uh, my wife still oh, nice. serves. He goes, this will get us right in. Dude, oh, it was fantastic. VIP treatment. We pull up to the thing. The guy flashes the badge. He waves him right through. No. The guy drops me right at the door of the NHL credential yeah, thing. Yeah. I think fantastic. I'm golden. Oh, this is awesome. VIP, look at me. <laughs> snuck right in. Boom, 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 right? Right. Go to practice. Get all the interviews, this and that. Now it's late to get out of here. I need to get to the... I'm going to Colorado College game versus yeah. Air Force last night, meeting up with Andy Tong, former writer at Mayor's Manor. And uh, I realized there's a problem. Uber can't get in to get me out <laughs> oh, of here. No. So what am I going to do, right? So, oh, that's awesome. So I figured it out. I said, <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to take the Marriott shuttle to, yeah. to get to the to Marriott, Marriott right. and then I could just back. pick up an Uber from there. Yeah. So fortunately, they weren't checking uh, credentials or looking for room keys or anything, <laughs> and I was able to sneak onto the Marriott shuttle with a couple of other uh, media people, and I ran into Shane Doan. Got a good con- did? Another, oh, another Mayor's Manor favorite. favorite. There you go. Donor I thought was- I saw him roaming around earlier today. Yeah. I thought I was losing my mind. Yep, nope. Gave All me right. his cell number, and uh, he wants to come on Kings of the Podcast, so we'll have to book that. Fantastic. Great. I love Shane Doan. Just an uh, amazing, amazing guy. I know Kings Except fans Except for that one him. game. Except Game five, I was going to say, guys, uh, I don't know if everyone feels the same way. Well, I would say probably my two favorite interviews from the 2012 Cup run. One was interviewing Shane Doan to ask him what really happened. This was at the NHL Awards. So yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember you oh went my over God, Donor, yeah. Give me the real story about what happened out there, you know, and yeah. Doan being Doan, he didn't want to say the wrong thing, but you could, you know, you could tell. And then also interviewing Brown uh, and, and talking to him about it after they won yeah. in game five and just getting his take on it. So those were, those were two fantastic interviews. But anyway, um, I was able to get out of here. That's my story. But hey, yeah. DB, I want to tell you, and Penyota, I want to, tell you yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna protect the innocent i'm not gonna name the player here but i had another travel related story here that this i want to i want to tell you guys about i'm so, aware of this but please go ahead all right uh people that have listened to mayor's manor podcasts prior to kings of the podcast um know that i have a son and i occasionally bring him to the games with me and i brought him with me he's by the way he was he was asking politely uh if he was going to be the special guest on this episode i told him no he needs more street cred to get on yeah, kings it's of the 20th anniversary yeah it's a 20th maybe, anniversary maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe later but anyway yeah. so um we fly in and uh we land at the airport in colorado springs and we get off the plane and i we get our bags, and I, uh, I hit up the Uber, you know, going to take an Uber to the hotel. We walk outside to where the rideshare thing is and uh, by, the, by the curb, and I'm standing there, and it tells me uh, it was like a black Honda Accord that was going to come pick me up, pick us up. And off about 20 feet, I see this white SUV parked. I don't think much about it. I just noticed that car was parked there longer than all the other Ubers. Other Ubers were coming and picking other people up. My car was said it would be there in 10 minutes. Yeah. All of a sudden, this white SUV pulls forward to right in front of me. And, uh, you know, I'm, whatever, five feet from the window. And the window rolls down. Boop, and I hear, 
And I just shake my head, you know, because the guy, yeah. I, I think that he thinks he's trying to pick me up. You know, I, I'm like, no. <laughs> John. And I just, like, shake him off. I'm like, no. Because I'm thinking, oh, maybe the guy's picking up a John, but he's not picking me up a different John. I'm like, no. And he goes, <laughs> finally he goes, Mayor. I said, what? what? Who, who, what is, who is this? Right? I walk. I, I take, like, one step. I'm trying to look in the car. He goes, yeah, you probably don't recognize me right now. And I look in there. Oh, hey, it was the L.A. Kings player who I want to give him full credit. Yeah. He was there at the airport to pick up his wife. wife. Yeah, exactly. Now, a lot of other players, <laughs> you know, they make millions of dollars. What is in a car service to pick up his wife? No, it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, all the boys were out or having a good time somewhere uh, probably at the you know, Broadmoor. And he decides he's going to come pick up his wife. I give that player full credit. It's funny you mentioned that player because <laughs> that player texted me. I had a feeling that, he didn't, that you didn't recognize him didn't. and you thought he was an Uber <laughs> I driver. I now. Did. We won't tell you who the player is, but if you add up his, his jersey numerals, it adds to five. Yes, yes. And I, we'll just leave it at that. And, yeah. and, well, and then I walk in the room after uh, that was that was that was Thursday night. I walk in the room after practice on Friday. He just had a big old smile yeah. and said, "Hey, haven't seen you for a while. <laughs> you know, you haven't not since yesterday at the airport. So, exactly. how great would that have been if that was my Uber driver? Um, unfortunately, sad news." Um, that player's wife ended up being diverted to Denver because there was fog yeah. that rolled in mm-hmm. and so had to stay the night in Denver and then come in the next day. So yeah. what a bummer. And actually that, that same wife <laughs> yes. had some travel issues today, right, Dave? <laughs> yes, yes, she did. Uh, getting How to so? the Well, getting to the stadium here is, is a bit of a challenge once you get off the highway. Uh, the, the security, you know, getting through, they're only diverting vehicles so I think two different gates. And one lane in. Like, like one, yeah, one yeah. Lane That in. seems to make a lot of sense. 40,000 people descending on something. Yeah. I think one lane's good. <laughs> right. And, uh, I mean, you know, as we're recording this, this, it's about an hour plus after the game. And the parking lot is it's red. Oh, it's, all, yeah, it's, it's all red. So, anyway, this player's wife messaged me half hour before the game started saying, we're, on, we're almost here. We just got off the highway. We'll be here soon. Sure you will. <laughs> There's about two minutes left in the first period. Oh, no. And they just arrived. Oh, And this was, the, this was a shuttle taking families and right. friends of the players and all that, and they missed basically the first period. So somehow that shuttle must have texted to the Kings bench and Probably. let them know, hey, no reason to start playing. <laughs> that makes a lot right? more sense now. Because at like, the 10-minute mark, I think it was 13-1, to 1, the shots on goal favored Colorado. Yes. So no reason to start playing. Your families aren't here yet. Yeah. And then they show up, and then things started going their way. Second period got a little bit better, yeah. and then, you know, worked out. And then, yeah, number 73 took over. And he scored three goals, is, and then Dennis <laughs> is yelling, and we're yelling to get him out of here. Let's go. I, I thought that the fact that yeah. they came out so slow in the first period – Todd in this press conference after you the game mentioned, yeah, you said that. that he felt that the reason or one of the, the key reasons in the first period that they had trouble was um, I don't know what's going on, DB. Normally it's, uh, it's, it's, buzzers. It's, it's buzzers and air horns it's and instead <laughs> tonight it's like Bailey's bass drum has decided to... Anyway. See, the Astros are in the back over there. We can end the show right now. It's not going to get any better than that. That was a good one. 15 minutes, uh, we're good. So, uh, yeah, Todd was saying uh, t- tonight after the game, like, yeah. that the shifts were too long during the first period and they had a lot of trouble staying out there. And I thought it was an interesting comment because one of the key messages that he gave us after practice 
was that? Was that he was going to work on keeping the shifts short because of the uh, altitude and all this stuff? Like the, he literally said, the game plan going into the game was to keep the shift short right. um, because of the altitude. And then after the game today, says that their problem in the first period was they were taking too long of shifts. So I don't know if they weren't listening to him or if the game plan didn't get communicated clearly to them. Or well, hey, look, Jonathan Quick held them in, man, without question. Yeah. The first period, fifteen Vintage stage, quickies. I yeah. thought the first forty minutes, Quick was outstanding. He was absolutely he was. outstanding. And unfortunately, I even think that that goal, uh, it, it was you know, tough you, break. Yeah. Yeah, it was a tough break. He lost his stick. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, um, so let's talk about a couple of other things here before we get to more hey, of the well, game. Before we go, I got it. Go. I got I, Please, I got, Dennis, please. I'm going to read a review. You know, sometimes we have the, on this, we have this feature called bad reviews, mean yes. reviews. So actually, the review is from a guy named L. Gut. G-U-T. Gut? Yeah. Gut. L-E-L underscore G-U-T. Good. And it actually says, and actually, it's a five-star review. Okay. And it says good. That's the title. Content is good. The hockey talk is good. They're free to be critical of t- the team at times. The only negative for me is the music. Cool. Oh. Cringy, OC-sounding punk. Hate to even call it punk. The Metallica <laughs> is, in the intro is the only song they've made that didn't make me want to turn off the pod. Didn't want to make him what? Turn off the pod. Turn off the pod. The m- m- well, Metallica. you might want to turn off the pod right now. Because the rest of the show is going to be nothing but... Mayor's the band leader. Yeah, he's he's I mean, the musical I, director. I don't even know... I've given him the, 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 the title of musical director. Look, so. the music is the best part of the show most nights, let's be honest. So I'm not sure what this guy's listening to. But, okay. but hey, we like to read the mean reviews. So thank that's, that's you. Good. Well, you know what? I, I want to give the guy credit, though. He gave us five stars, so I can't rip him too <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah, it wasn't a one-star um, review. DB, how about the guy that came up to us the other night at Staples Center and uh, was asking when he's coming on? He's like, yeah, I'm still waiting for yeah. my invite onto the show. And you said, keep is waiting. That, is that it's Ed in Austin, I think it was? And yeah, he changed his, his oh, handle okay. to Ed something else. Dr. Ed, Ed or Ed something. Ed, I'm like waiting? That. Mr. Ed or <laughs> okay. something. Ed, I'm waiting. Ed, check your DMs. The invitation will be there eventually. <laughs> I don't know be. when, but it'll be there. Yeah, it won't be the 21st episode, probably. Or the so. 31st. But eventually, maybe we'll but get to it. keep asking. Hey. We love our fans. There's a, there's a very important saying when you're in sales, DB. If you don't ask, the answer is always no, and I get. think that's applicable here. So if the yeah. guy doesn't ask, the answer is no. Love Ed. He's he has, great. He came over with his dad, introduced he did. himself. He did. And that's a great thing. I mean, to go back to the fans, another pair of ladies came over and thanked us for the uh, uh, for the, the pod, and they were looking forward to the next one, and it's probably the best part of their season so far. So uh, so thanks to the fans, <laughs> even El Goot or El Gut or whoever you were calling out mayor for his music but we're not changing the music so he's going to have to turn off the pod as john said okay well okay moving right along it's always um, great to see john's face when you're when i read these reviews you that's, know that's i these people i don't know what these to people do. john <laughs> that's the that's a new hashtag oh, thanks dude. these people dave knows that hashtag <laughs> <laughs> these people uh, look well, i appreciate everybody that listens and we love uh, you all we love all of you guys, and we, we try to entertain you. Well, and, let's uh, move on. What do you look, think? You, He's still not hate, changing the music. No, we're not changing the music. No, but if you not. hate the music, it, it, it comes to what, like a total of a minute and a half total throughout the yeah. entire show? So yeah. out of an hour, if you can get over uh, 90 seconds of our music. I get it, though. Now it's now it makes sense because you're playing it for that short period. Yeah. And usually when you hear a, a song or a jingle for like a 10, 15-second period, that sticks in your head a little bit later. This dude was probably roaming around L.A. and just started humming that song. Good. Didn't like it. Well, he's, it's That's a, why he was upset. No, I, see, I'm, I'm there to educate people on what good music <laughs> is, so now he can hum those songs and think, wow, what a fantastic track. I should download that or Spotify I've never or, heard that or whatever the kids do. I've yeah. never heard good music before. Good <laughs> good choice by the mayor, and what I should, I should actually mention what the songs are 
uh, more often. That's something that somebody tweeted me the other day and said they, that I need to mention the songs yeah. more. Well, actually, I think you mentioned when the Menzingers are on with the Yes, Hammer. I did. It's one of his favorite bands, yeah. but in context. Like, and then we did with Slayer, too, when we had Slagle on yeah, and exactly. whatnot. Yeah. I would ask Panyota what songs we should play with him on, but I don't know it any would of be those. A, it would be a variety. I'm, I don't have one specific avenue. Okay. I'm... So it'd be Shania Twain or what's uh, that? What's the guy that plays about- Vegas that you used to tell me the... Uh, it's on the side of the MGM building. This the you is like. the last minute That's of play in the period. Oh, oh, Calvin Harris. Oh, Calvin Harris. Yeah, there'll be one of those guys. Or Maybe. Maybe. D- okay. d- depends. Y- depends the mood I'm in. Okay. Diplo. You know, well, yeah, one of those guys. Or I don't know. Just give me Frankie Valli. I'll jump on that, too. Frankie Valli. It's, it's he those. always finds a way to work in the Italian heritage. Every time that. we have him on. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. So, so being the music guy. Uh-huh. First intermission entertainment here for the outdoor game, Sam, Sam Hunt. Hunt. Oh, let me make it really a, clear to a you. Pretty big country <laughs> singer in that yeah, genre. Yeah. He needs Sam Hunt needs to go hunting and he needs to get <laughs> off the stage. Kiss was way better in 2014. Uh, Melissa Etheridge and whatever that hippie thing was they did up in NoCal. I wasn't too much of a fan of that. Um, yeah, so keep on hunting, Sam. No, no, Sam Hunt for you then. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be done with Sam Hunt. But I'll tell you what. Uh, speaking of music, why don't we uh, do a little music right now? We'll come yeah. back. We'll do the second period. We'll talk also about a college game that I attended. Great. We can talk awesome. more in depth about the 30th outdoor game in NHL history, which the Kings won three nothing. We'll be back in a second. Welcome back. Second period. DB, right off the hop, yeah. I need to correct myself. I said they won 3 nothing. Uh, no, they did not. Okay. Colorado did get a goal, oh, so it was a 3-1 victory. Yeah. First hat trick, though, in NHL outdoor history. And I do want to I, I want to say something. Yeah. I, I totally bit it on the uh, predictions today. I tweeted out a prediction. 4-2. 4-2. Uh, I must have gotten caught, in, uh, caught up with uh, Dowdy convincing me he was going to score because I said that the four goals were going to come from Brown, Dowdy, Ferk, and uh, TBD, I just figured yeah. let the fans, you know, pick one of their favorites and they can drop it in. That did not happen. But I will tell you this. On the way to the game tonight, um, as I was tweeting that out, my, my son watched me and he said, I wonder if anybody's – this is a true story. He said, I wonder if anybody's ever scored a hat trick in <laughs> outdoor history. And I said, no, I don't think so. No. It was just a passing thought. Right. And then after he got the second goal, uh, Tafoli did, yeah, he turned to me and he just gave me that wink like, it's coming, be ready for it. I was like, how did this kid do it? So maybe I'm not in the prediction game anymore. I'll need to let him predict um, what's going on there. I don't know if you guys happen to see some of the tweets, um, but uh, Tafoli and Kopitar had some interesting things to say yeah. after the game. Uh, Toff basically was saying that – um, Kopitar told him he was going to feed the puck to him mm-hmm. when they had the empty net, and Toffoli said he'd never been so nervous to shoot into an empty net. His really? Entire... Well, <laughs> think about it. You're playing outdoors, forty thousand people. Like you know, and it's a two-one game. It's not five-one. I mean, yeah, right. So he's gonna he's gonna score. Uh, he was nervous about scoring in the empty net, and then uh, I guess on the second goal, Kopi had told him uh, on the faceoff to be ready yeah. because they were gonna they were gonna try to do that play. So. Little interesting stuff there. Um, to go back in time a little bit, though, I, I will say. Uh, I took in another hockey game while I was here. I went to Colorado College, Air Force. Now, I'm a little bummed, guys, because they're playing outdoors here on Monday. Oh, are they really? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you don't oh, know that? No, I didn't know Oh, yeah, that. they're no. playing. I don't know. See, I didn't know that yeah, when I booked the trip. I'm flying home Sunday. Sunday yeah. But Monday night, I think 5 o'clock, Colorado College and Air Force, which is a nice rivalry, yeah. they're going to play here outdoors. I don't know how many people are going to show up. but Where was the game you saw? Who was the home? That was at the, uh, the Broadmoor World Arena. Okay. Which is the second 
Broadmoor World Arena. There was one previously. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there were games there like in the 70s. I don't know exactly when this building opened up. Right. This building reminded me, uh, Penyota, you probably went to the Hartford Civic Center, I'm guessing, back in the day. I, don't I have. Know. I've you been there. there. Yeah. You remember how, this building was like a miniature version of it. It only held about 8,000 people. Uh-huh. But the seats, you know how they just went like a, a giant rake? Kind of like yeah. the old building in New Jersey. Yep. Yep. That's what this building was like, yep. uh, which was pretty interesting. And the seats were tiny. tiny really. I mean, like super tiny. <laughs> like if I was any bigger, I, I wouldn't have been able to squeeze in. Really? I mean, they were, they were tiny. <laughs> and you had to like shoehorn yourself in there and hold your, tuck your arms in while you were uh, so watching the So it's the opposite game. of Broadmoor. Actually. It is. It's the narrow moor. It is. But it's, it was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, it was it was a great game, and uh, Colorado was all over it. There was something interesting in that game, though. The Air Force suited up three goalies. Really? There, it was well, the really? weird. I've never seen this before. So there was the goalie in the net. They think they are the Rangers. I, I it was the weirdest <laughs> thing. They had the goalie, you're on fire tonight. They had the goalie in the net, and then they had one goalie at one end of the bench, and another goalie at the other end of the bench, and literally bookends. Really? Bookending. I, I have a picture. I'm gonna have to tweet it out. Yeah. They had. Uh, and they also had two captains, but yeah, they had they had two. It's weird. I thought it was weird. I've never seen that before. Have you ever seen that no. game? Have you ever seen three goalies? No, that <laughs> dressed. No, yeah, three no, goalies dressed. dressed. No. Yeah. <laughs> never saw three goalies dressed. See, like like this game because Grubauer got hurt. Colorado would have had to dress the emergency guy, but he would have probably just hung out by the locker room. <laughs> yeah, not go to the bench, bench and, yeah. and be the door guy or yeah. the, you know business special. But I don't know. That's. I've never seen that before. Yeah, that's weird. Never seen that. But it was a great time. Is it a college thing maybe? Or? Well, I've not, I mean, I've been well, to many yeah, college games yeah, before. I've, never, I've never seen that before. So okay. uh, I don't know. Maybe it's an Air Force thing. I don't know if it was a one-off thing. I don't really know the details of it. Mike Vernon's son, though, was in the game. He was in, okay. he was in goal for the uh, Colorado College team. He was the NCHC Rookie of the Week. Had, uh, like, I think... 65 saves in the two games the weekend before. So, um, did he try to fight the other goalie? He did not. <laughs> oh, he did never, you know, there was there was not a goal. Well, you know, you don't fight in college. You, that's a big suspension if you fight oh, in college. Right, that's so, true. But it would have been awesome. A goalie fight is great. Anytime you get a goalie fight, uh, so that was and, fun. And Dave saw the Colorado Eagles this week, correct? You did the NHL game. Yeah, the the, the was NHL affiliate. Uh, cool atmosphere. Uh, old building, but um, a really cool atmosphere that was there. Former King is the owner. Uh, uh, Ralph Backstrom. He is? is it was, was the owner. Excuse me. He founded the organization and the franchise. He played with the Canadians, won six cups with the Habs, was rookie of the year in 58-59. Okay. Then his last three years in the NHL, played for the Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was there with his wife, and, and they're still big supporters of the orga- organization. And That's fantastic. He was, he was out there, and yeah, he, he was, he's one of the key reasons why hockey has evolved so significantly in Colorado. Wow. Derek Armstrong used to be the coach there when that was an ECHL franchise, right. too. They went from CHL to ECHL, and now... Actually, I think he was the C when he ever was the CHL. CHL. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and yeah, so they went from, yeah, CHL to East Coast to AHL, and... That's great. That's, that's where they are now. That's great. And all the stuff that we talked about on previous shows is yeah. now out there, and, and, and believe it or not, it's happening. Vegas is getting their AHL <laughs> right. building. Wow, uh, who knew, John? <laughs> <laughs> who knew? San Jose is getting their new building. Wow, Palm what? Springs is good to go. I, I'm loving it. This is I fantastic. Wish, I wish we had known that or said something yeah. about it. Well, somebody we tweeted yesterday, too. They're like, oh, those silver buckets look great. Those would look good with the King's silver jerseys. I'm like, yeah. If only somebody had talked about that. Yeah, if only I that was, I don't know. 
Might be happening next year. We'll now, they are going to wear these jerseys one more time, right? They are. That's going to be February 29th, which is, uh, I believe it's a Saturday. It's Against Saturday the Devils. Yeah. Against the Devils. And nobody seems to know yet if they're wearing the, the silver Chromes. helmets. Yeah. So, Please. Uh, I hope so. Please wear the friggin' sil- silver yeah. helmets. I know. The, I don't know if you heard this. We, they did petition. They're trying to get the helmets approved for next year. Right. They're going to wear them on Saturday nights with their silver jerseys. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but I don't know if, they, if they're going to be able to get approval to wear it uh, at, at the home game on the 29th. That'd be pretty cool, though. Um, if they did get all the, the fans in Los Angeles that didn't get a chance to come out to the games yeah, to, exactly to see them, see so that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I also spent some time at the USA Hockey headquarters. Yeah, you got to talk about I, that. I, yeah. I'll tell you what, though, DB, I want to save that for a separate episode. You do okay. because I have some audio clips. Great, um, awesome. uh, from Lou Vero. Who yep. th- this guy? I mean, OG. DB, I spent like three hours there. This yeah, guy is the OG of USA Hockey. He was an assistant coach or an assistant under Herb Brooks in 1980. Wow. The miracle. Uh, you know, the miracle thing uh, when the U.S. won. He had just tremendous stories. He was uh, one of the coaches, the first ever USA World Junior uh, team really? back in, like, 1976. He also coached Brownie, uh, Dustin Brown, at the World Juniors. Told me some great <laughs> Dustin Brown stuff. He coached Matt Green. Told me wow. some great stories about Matt Green. Um, just amazing. The guy's been, you know, at the Olympics in Vancouver in 2010. He's just been around the U.S. program. He's coached in different European countries. He said something like he's been like 30-something countries. I mean, it's just ridiculous. The guy is a living legend and a historian of Team USA Hockey. The USA Hockey program in general, I would say. And uh, I could have spent the whole day there. I mean, I was just, I was in heaven. um, And he was just a a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, host. And uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, John Gomez of the LA Kings PR staff was able to set that up uh, for me. So I certainly appreciated that. Um, We'll talk about that in a later episode. How about the flag guy today? I mean, I don't want to, you know... I don't want to chirp him too hard, but rough landing. That was, it was like a he, – he, it looked like he dove. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Kind of. So there were two – That was the second guy. There were two guys. Guy. Exactly. Yeah. There were two parachutes, right? So the first guy parachuted in. Perfect landing, Did too. he bring the puck that was given to the dog? No, he didn't? Okay, no, the that, first, was the, that was the second guy. The second guy, okay. But what flag did the first guy have? I couldn't make it out what – Was it an Air Force flag? Was it? I don't know. He landed perfectly, though, and he, yeah. but he was like, he landed so quickly and was gone, like, super yeah. fast. It was like, right. boom, here I am, he's done. And then the other guy came in with the big American flag, yeah. and, uh, he, he was coming in a little hot. <laughs> he was coming yeah. in hot. Hot and short. <laughs> and, yeah. And short. And he, he, <laughs> Not a good combo. He no. took, like, a step and a half and was like, nah, I'm done, and just <laughs> dove forward. But, you know, he popped up right away he with did. a thumbs up. To his, <laughs> to his good. I'm helping. It's yeah. good. <laughs> it was good. It was, I mean, kudos to him. I wonder in who front had of forty more, plus thousand people. Yeah, I wonder who had more pressure on him tonight. Was it Toffoli trying to shoot into the empty net, or the flag guy trying to land perfectly during the national anthem in front of forty thousand? That's that's tough. That's that's. Uh, you know what? I'm going flag guy. <laughs> uh, the flag but guy he, is not playing for a contract. No, well, <laughs> he does have a million dollars. He might be. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, he might. We don't know. <laughs> I think he's have millions of dollars on the line. That right part now. is probably true. Um, I do have one unfortunate thing to report tonight. Uh, if you. Were Remember back at the 2014 outdoor game at Dodger Stadium, one of the funnier moments, at least funny to me, is that they ran out of beer. And the reason that that's yeah. so funny is that the, the stadium series in 2014 was sponsored by Coors Light. <laughs> so it's bad enough when you run out of beer at a hockey game, but when the title sponsor is a beer company, that's a really a yeah. bad thing. They what, ran, wasn't that like in the first period? They ran out of beer in the first period, yeah. yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I it's remember, my kind of crowd, I by remember the way. asking about it, and they were like, well, I guess hockey fans drink more beer than baseball fans. I'm like, okay, well, look, there's a couple other factors here. First of all, when you go to a baseball game, 
you know, there are 80 other home games. So you have plenty of time. You kind of pace yeah. yourself throughout the season. Right. But this is like going to the a Super Bowl. Event. This, is, a, this right. is an event. And people are showing up hours in advance, you know. And, uh, and you they, know it's a sellout. And, and you know it's a sellout. And they consumed a lot of beer. They were ready to party. And then after the Ducks won the game 3 nothing, they were looking for more beer right. to drown their sorrows. But right. um, anyway, there was uh, uh, one vendor that ran out of food today here. Uh, Chick-fil-A ran out of food. Before the game started, before, oh, wow. the, game before the game started, uh, this was during warmups. Chick Fil A ran out of food because they were um, they didn't actually make the food on site. Okay, they were trucking. This is a true okay. story, by the way. They were trucking the food in, like in warmers. You know, like a pizza gets delivered right. to your yeah. house. So they had these big, I don't know, warming <laughs> boxes, whatever you call them, and they were trucking the food in. And for whatever reason, um, during warmups or around warmup yeah. time, they they stopped them at the gate and they would not let them bring any more food <laughs> into the stadium probably trying to clear away for the players Maybe. family bust <laughs> so no if you wanted chick and dude there were people that had been waiting in line for like 30 or 45 minutes to get chick-fil-a only to be told sorry you're not gonna be getting chick-fil-a so if you'd like hot dogs go to the line next to you and go wait in that for another 45 minutes. and the jokes on those people because chick-fil-a is closed tomorrow <laughs> they gotta wait till monday now <laughs> <laughs> poor chick-fil-a Oh, what a shame. <laughs> I, I, I haven't received a report yet, but I'm hoping that they did not run out of beer here at the, uh, here at the game. I hope not. Yeah, I hope no, not. No, I hope not. But. If there was ever a game that you needed beer, when it's cold outside like this, the beer can warm you up. Right. So yeah. you need to keep the beer flowing. And they only had like 43,000, so it wasn't like they had this over. Only 43,000. But no, but they didn't have 60,000. No, but I mean. Or 57 like they had. Well, based on, you know, at least games that. The outdoor games that the Kings have experienced, their fan base has a tendency. This your fan base here has a tendency of drinking a lot of alcohol. Be forewarned, exactly. At games, so make sure that you supplied an adequate amount. I tell you one thing: if it were me in the stands, I'd be, I'd be nice and toasty. Yeah, I would have enjoyed a few uh, adult beverages myself tonight, but uh, knowing we were coming on the podcast. I, I'm, I waited till after the podcast, and I, I will be enjoying a, a beer or two or seven uh, later, <laughs> later this evening. Let's talk about the game here a little bit. Sure. But to set it up, I do want to go back for just a quick minute because we didn't record on Wednesday night right. um, after the game against Calgary. And just wanted to get your take, DB, on a couple of things here. My thought about that game, um, besides the fact what all the players were talking about, is what a great 60-minute performance it was. Yeah. Um, offensive production from up and down the lineup. Great on the power play, great on the PK. Just a really complete game. The thing that stood out to me was the game was against Calgary was no longer the Drew Doughty versus Kachuk show, right. which I think it's been for far too long. And Doughty had tried earlier in the season to put water on that, and it, it, he, it failed it, it. Yeah, he failed. Thank he failed you. It did not <laughs> diffuse. That's the word I was looking <laughs> right. for. But yes, uh, but in this particular game, you know, there was the stuff with Martinez in the corner. Yeah. There was a lot going on. But uh, just your thoughts on the game. I thought it was a very important win at the right time, especially coming here. I personally noticed a, a difference. I know you didn't go to the room on Friday. Yeah, but you said I it, noticed yeah. a real difference in the room during practice. And, and I'll never know. Was it because it was the outdoor game? Was it because of the, the special event? Or was it because there were just was like a monkey off their back. Maybe a combination of both. I, don't, I think it's a bigger picture, John. I think the fact that, that the leadership on this team realizes, unfortunately right now they're a bad team. Mm -hmm. And they are trying to enjoy the rest of the season and play hard and have fun with it. And that's where they stand right now. That, that they're, they've grasped the reality of the season that has been, not been good for the team. Um, it's been very frustrating because, and I think Drew mentioned it, uh, I think you had tweeted about it, that they lost, they've lost a lot of close games. Yes. They just don't have the horses at this point in time. They have to wait for better players to come along. So I just think that there is a mood change. And I just think the realization, hey, we've got 25-some-odd games to go. 
let's have fun. And I think it was great, the positioning of this game, mm-hmm. because this was a fun game. The families were here. They, w- they were skating with them yesterday. So I think that the realization is they're going to go out, they're going to try hard, they're not quitting on the season, but they realize that playoffs are not a re- haven't been a reality for a long time, and they're going to try to enjoy themselves a little bit more because it's been tough going through these games where games are within their grasp, but the teams are just you know, better than them at this point in time. So I think that's what it is. And I think, like I mentioned, I think the vision of this game was good for everybody. They exhaled. And I, I think you talked to, I think you talked to Lewis about, or, or no, it's actually Lewis. In, yeah, in I, was gonna, I was going to bring yeah, up go Trevor Lewis. Okay, yeah. Bring up what he said. In well, the, he's he, he, basically exactly what you, what you guys are saying is that, that it, it's, it, this was a no pressure situation for them. And it was a good distraction for how the kind of part of the season has gone. So Trevor Lewis was saying, like, especially leading up to the trade deadline, this has been an excellent distraction for them and the team, um, you know, leading into February 24th. And that, that their, their mindset has changed uh, a, a little bit. And, and this is a guy that's been there for the two cups. He's, been, uh, he's a lifelong king to date so far. Uh-huh. Um, talking about the leadership of the group. And he was saying that, yeah, this is, this is a good way for us to kind of get back to the f- fun element of, of hockey and focus on that, understanding what position we're in in the standings this season. Yeah. It's, um, I, I, I don't begrudge reporters asking these questions, especially ones that, that don't – they're not around the Kings all the time, so yeah. they don't have a lot of opportunities. But it was unfortunate that a couple of reporters – brought up the trade deadline. They brought it up to Toffoli tonight after the game in the press conference. They brought it up to Alec Martinez. Um, And again, I I don't begrudge those guys. I want to be very clear about it. I know they have a job to do and they need to ask their questions. It's just unfortunate for someone like us. We're around the team all the time and we have the opportunity to ask those questions. Those questions have been asked so much. Um, For us, it stayed in the To me, it felt, I don't want to say inappropriate. No, it just, it it, it was the wrong environment, you know, because... um, it was so spe- – here's what it is. Agreed. Let, let me say it this way. Yeah. After Clifford was traded, there was a black cloud over the team because the reality set in. Everybody had been hearing the rumors, yep. but that, now the reality was real. This is like final couple of weeks of this group. And, John, even for us, walking in that room and not seeing Cliffy on the right side of yeah. the locker room – that was weird for us, too. I, of course. That really was. And so I can imagine what, what's reverberating through the team right now. And that's why I think that the win was so exciting for that team on Wednesday night against Calgary yeah, yeah. was because not only had they been losing, they were on a, you know, lost quite a few games yeah. leading into that, but just it was such a dark cloud after the Clifford trade. Yeah. And that win... It was it was almost like a perfect game, right? In the sense that everybody contributed. There, the, yeah, there was, was. Just so much up positivity. It was. It might have been the best sixty minute game they played all year. It couldn't have come at a better time. And we joke with Marty that it might have been almost his second fight there. <laughs> and something about that team. Maybe it's a red, red, like a like a bull waving a red flag and a red cape in front of a yeah. bull. They just don't like that team. They and don't. it's not. It's more than just Drew. Oh and, no, it's and a great Kachuk. rivalry. It's a real, back to like the old Smythe days between yeah. the Flames. So, so the, my point yeah. was mm-hmm. here. Here they get this win at such a dark time. They're they're pumped. They're excited. And when you saw them on Friday at the practice, they were all just in such a good mood. I had not seen the entire room that happy and excited in so True. long. I'm talking years, like a long time where everybody was in a good mood. They were all smiling and talking, even quick. I mean, yeah. he wasn't just giving his little short one-line answers. I mean, you know, he was like... <laughs> 
Quickie was talking and Carts was talking and um, you know Drew's Drew. He's you know, but yeah, he's I just thought right. everybody was in such a great mood and 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 the the atmosphere in the air was just fantastic. And, and you know on what? Friday. Not only the losing job, but they've been on the road so long. Yeah. The schedule has been grueling for them. They've been away from basically six weeks. It's been really really tough on them to go in and lose. Hear trade rumors. Right, lose close games. It just I think this is just an opportunity. Plus, you know, the trade happened, like you mentioned yeah. with Cliffy. It's just an opportunity to exhale. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a couple guys asked questions about, you know, how does it feel and, you know, all that stuff with the trade deadline coming and what is Marty meant to the team. And it just, I don't know, it was just kind of, um, like I said, unfortunate timing-wise. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're do- they have a job to do. I get it. Just unfortunate timing-wise. Because I, I thought it sucked a little bit of the, the excitement, you know, mm-hmm. out yeah, of the yeah. air. Um, and fortunately, most of the guys were able to just kind of glance over it and, and in a polite way say, we're not talking about that right now, and this is such a you special event. You would ask event. that tomorrow or one, more yeah, Monday before you can they ask go it on the next road week. To, you know, yeah. But again, yeah. some people, they're not with the team. They're not no, around the team. It. And this, no, this was not, their yeah. opportunity to ask the question and write their story. And, you know, so be it. But, uh, you know, hey, the page turns after this game, and, and now all attention really doesn't it doesn't focus on what's going to happen in these next couple of games the attention really focuses to the 24th so let's let's talk about this game though just a little bit here we mentioned earlier 13 to 1 uh, shots on goal um quick you know stood on his head uh i've said before the demise of jonathan quick has been greatly exaggerated uh uh panyota i'll tell you this uh, as someone who follows the toronto team closely i think they got the wrong goaltender i i firmly believe that i don't understand all these teams that chase forwards and chase defensemen and teams don't, I don't believe teams chase goalies enough leading into the trade deadline. If Colorado wants to be a serious cup contender, Jonathan Quick was there. If, if Toronto wants to be a serious cup contender, there are very few goalies that are available that are difference makers and people can talk about his stats and everything else, but this guy is a gamer. This guy is competitive. And when he is, is motivated to play, I, he, he's, he's right there. He may not be elite in the top five like he used to be, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what, you know, I, 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 could, I could name uh, over half the teams. You like him make, better than Freddie Anderson? Uh, absolutely. I had that argument with Alberga just the other yeah. day. Uh, you know, friend of the show, as he likes to say. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I, I just, I do. I believe, I believe Jonathan Quick has another Stanley Cup in him if he's, if he's on the right team. I, I just, I believe that. Yeah, well, I agree. Uh, as as you know, a bit of an outsider from from a king's king's perspective. So seeing this this from Toronto, um, yeah, I, I think so as well. I think he's got. It. I think you put him in the right environment. Um, he can he can do it again. He can go on that run again. He can play lights out. He can still you one, two, four, five games, whatever it is. Uh, Toronto side of things, I mean, they're they're glued in with with Freddie Anderson, and he's their guy, and they feel like he's good enough. And they don't have the cap space to get you there, and they don't have the cap there. space and all that other you know stuff that comes with it. Um, but I mean, of that trade, it was for me the addition was was Cliffy. I mean, oh yeah. That this is a team. Dave, of, please comment on what the Leafs really need. Well, the Leafs need heart, and they don't have enough of it in that room. And they needed they needed Clifford uh, to come in to knock a little bit of sense into them, not so much the opposition. Uh, so, uh, for that was the big ad for me was 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 Kyle Clifford because I really outside of, and I never thought I would ever say this outside of Mitch Marner, they don't have a lot of guys with a lot of heart on that team. It's it's really him, Muzzin. And Cliffy, so there's another former king, Jake Muzzin. Uh, but, you know, Austin Who's Matthews about to get an and, and Nylander and those guys. And, and yeah, Muzzin will have an extension. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. What else? Certain people really aren't aware of their surroundings. No, you know? people like, just like the... Yeah. You walk by a table, three guys with a microphone, and nope, just yeah, don't really... Nothing. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Panyota. Well, so, <laughs> uh, I mean, 
uh, from from the going back to quick, I think I think we're going to see a little bit of activity this summer uh, for teams making their little goalie rounds. I, I think San Jose's done with Jones. Uh, well, they have to be. I, I mean, yeah, that's, you can't go three years in a row with you that. Can't. With that, so I think they're going to go in that direction. I think Calgary's got to make a decision. Chicago technically doesn't have a goalie next year, but I think they'll get Leonard locked in. Um, New Jersey and so on and so on. They're going to be, I think, two options that are going to be available for teams that are looking for a, a, a goalie, and I think Quickie's one of them. Hey, one more thing here real quick on, on Quick. People keep saying, oh, just make him available in the expansion draft. Yeah, guys, it's not that easy. There are 30 goal a minimum yeah. of 30 yeah. goalies that are going to be available because every other team right. needs to make a goalie available as well. It worked out perfectly for Pittsburgh with Marc-Andre Fleury in the Vegas situation. There's no guarantee just because they don't protect uh, Jonathan Quick that Seattle is going to take him. So no, it's not, not that easy, guys. Uh, that's the end of the second period. We'll play some more great music to get some reviews about, and then we'll be back for the third period. Yeah, we'll period. talk a little bit more uh, Trade Center, too, as well. We'll be back. to the third period of Kings of the Podcast with DB and the mayor. Third period, Air Force Academy, Falcon Stadium. Yes. This is, uh, this is the end of the Kings of the Podcast, episode 20. We might go a little longer because the traffic is still... Yeah, there's still ridiculous. a line. This is like Dodger Stadium on steroids yeah. when you look at the uh, line of cars. Let's get, let's get back into this game. Panyota, you had a comment on the traffic? Well, I know the traffic in ended two, two hours ago. <laughs> and it's, it's still as full as it might have been... Yeah, 90 minutes ago. So all, I uh, holy all of the loyal Dave Panyota listeners from SiriusXM are happy yeah. right now because, yeah, because when they <laughs> listen to you on SiriusXM, they always get Toronto traffic and weather. That's so right. here That's you're right. getting Colorado you know, Springs traffic It's funny you mention that. We have been admonished about that, John. We used <laughs> Why? To do it's a, funny. John, we used to do it a lot <laughs> last season. thought it was funny, too. Management does not appreciate, <laughs> no, not. No, management does not appreciate our, well, our weather and traffic updates that we've had to kind of eliminate from sorry. the hot stove. Traffic and weather reports are welcome here on Kings of the Pod. Podcast. Exactly. Your five star reviews are welcome as well. Uh, we have we still have a lot to get to, guys. Yeah. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We still have more to talk about with this game and looking forward as well. Um, any final thoughts on the game? Obviously, Tyler Toffoli getting a hat trick. That's great for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, you hate to say it, but who knows? Those could be you know his three final goals. goals if, right. Look, if he's going to get traded. What a way to go out. Like, right, if, right if he gets straight soon, yep. what a way to go out. I On mean, top. Um, it's really unfortunate, I think, that Dustin Brown, I, I, I remember thinking this when I was watching the starting lineup, and they were showing him on the video screen, mm -hmm. and they're showing, you know, uh, uh, Ayafalo and then Kopitar, and I'm just so used to hearing Brown. I knew Brown wasn't because Toffoli's up there right now, but it did feel weird that it was Toffoli yeah. because yep. it seemed like, and I asked Todd about this, uh, it, it, it felt like he was trying to show the proper respect to his veterans. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Jonathan Quick, he made it clear on Wednesday night when he I asked him the about the goalies thing, right? Quick, he was going to start. He, he was giving his veterans a lot of respect. And um, from that standpoint, I know it, it's not a big deal. No one cares. Nobody remembers who started the game. Yeah. But just a little video clip, Dustin Brown, I don't know. When you think LA Kings, you think 23. Well, he wants them to mentor um, Blazat and more. I think that's he's, they Brown? want a better. Yeah. Oh, very much so. I, I have an article yeah. coming out about this because yeah. I talked um, with Dustin Brown yep. after Drew Doughty talked about the fact that Brownie has turned into 
uh, quite the chirper, which is a very interesting article that's very coming up on Mayor's Manor because I never would have thought Dustin, uh, no. chirper Dustin Brown. I always think tech nerd, which is what uh, I think Kevin Westgarth called him um, back back in the day. When I, and Brownie agreed when I asked him about yeah. it. Call of Duty, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, big video game guy. Yeah, and, and he loves iPhones and the whole thing. Yep, so exactly. um, just uh, final thoughts. Uh, the lineup was a little bit interesting. Um, I thought the scratch of, of Derek Forbert, yeah, let's talk back about to my that. comment yeah. about respecting the, the, the veterans. Look, you, uh, I understand Ben Hutton. He doesn't need to be in the lineup. The Kings have no loyalty to him. Um, you know, there are a couple, you know, a couple of other players that you don't, may not have loyalty to. You don't need them in the lineup. But Derek Forbert, even if he's not part of your long-term plans, you drafted him in the first round in 2010. You know, you developed him. He's now here, and you're going to scratch him for Ryan? You have no loyalty to Ryan. He mean, you know, Unless they're trying to raise Ryan's value. He's an unrestricted free agent as well, John. Play him every other game up until the trade deadline. You're telling me people yeah. need it. Outdoor games aren't real games. No, yeah, one, no scouts yeah. were here tonight no. going, I need to check out Ryan Somebody in the outdoor game. Somebody asked me if there were scouts. I like, scouts, I didn't think yeah. they listened. All to the scouts are in the parking lot right now because they didn't leave with 10 minutes left in the game like they always do. So... They're stuck in traffic. But somebody actually asked me, like, I didn't even think to look at this, the, the list of Denver. Scouts don't come to an outdoor game. It's not a real game. It's a, it's a, it's, it's I mean, a quasi It's a regular game. season game, but yes, it's a quasi-exhibition exactly. game. So that was a weird deal on the lineup there. Yeah. But, uh, well, Dave, any other final thoughts on the game? We talked yeah. about Quickie. We talked about Toffoli. Well, I was, I was, I mean, no, I'll just piggybacking off that. I was a little surprised we didn't see Forbert in there either. I mean... I asked Dennis at the beginning of the game. They were announcing the scratches in the press box. I was going, wait, is 24? Really, he was scratched as well? All right, well, whatever. I guess it is what it is, but... Maybe the Capitals called and asked for him to be held out of the game. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. There's interest there. That's, that's what I don't understand. If, at least you know, or at least we know, that there are some teams that have some level of interest in Derek Forbert. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard Ryan's name out there. Right. I agree. I've so not heard anything about him. We, that- we know that he's had some injury issues this year. Yeah. Um, I don't want to speculate that he was injured. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's, it, it could just be maybe the cold air, you know, uh, maybe doesn't work well for him. I don't know. Yeah, altitude, I don't know. We climbed the stairs up here. I almost passed out halfway through. <laughs> so. Yeah, the altitude doesn't, isn't good for anybody. No. no. Now, if you're coming to a game here, by the way, don't run up the stairs from field level. Do not run up the stairs. To get up to the press box 7,000 feet. Or at least the yeah, top. Yeah, it's, it's, that was go. a... Dumb move on my so, part. So on Friday, I guess we put out a little news that the, the Caps yep, seriously looking at Trevor Lewis. What do you think? Well, there, there's – you know what? There are a few teams that are, that are cup contenders that have been keeping tabs on him for the last little bit. And Washington um, is certainly one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, this is a guy – I mean, every, I don't need to explain it. Everybody here listening knows what Trevor Lewis brings to the table. No, please uh, explain but, it but to us. I'd are, like to yes, know uh, – I, I want to hear your take. <laughs> You're an outsider. Give us your take on, on Trevor Lewis. Who is he? What does he bring to a team? He's a veteran two-way guy that's going to help your PK. Okay. So, I mean – <laughs> Nailed I'm, it. I'm just going to keep it nice and simple. So, there you go. Uh, okay. That, and, and Didn't there, mean to put you on the spot there, there either. No, it's fine. But, the, but those are teams – look, you, you look at Washington, St. Louis – uh, has been linked to him a little bit as well, and there are a couple other teams. I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head. Um, Calgary. I'll get to it at some point, but no, there there are. You could just chime in when. when yeah, you're there are other that. teams that are that are of that elk that are looking at at Vancouver. Excuse Vancouver, Vancouver is another one. Okay. Um, the history there, I know it's a little weird, but yeah. Vancouver is another team that's looking to, to add to its bottom six and to bring in a re- defensively responsible forward or so at least somebody there that can contribute from that perspective. So. So, Mayor, with that said, um, value. What do you, 
Um, they're Lewis? calling you. Yeah, you're the GM. They're calling you up for Lewis. What do you think? Uh, probably like a fourth round pick. I mm-hmm. think if you can somehow swing that to a conditional third, mm-hmm. I think you'd be stoked. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you can. Right. Um, and that that that's not a knock on the player at all. No, Trevor, no, Lu- Trevor at all. Lewis is exactly the type of player that teams try to get at the trade deadline. Yep. He's that guy who shores up your bottom six. He's that guy who is versatile. He can play center. He Swiss can play Army wing. He's yeah, center. Swiss Army knife. Exactly. Right. He's one. He's just. Uh, Everybody wants a Trevor Lewis. And, um, and a great guy in the room you know, and a winner. Absolutely. And Everything Drew Doughty's going to cry when he leaves. And it's a good <laughs> thing now that Drew is married and has a kid to sort of take his attention away because his BFF is going to potentially be, be gone. But, um, hey, look, you could do a lot worse than going to the St. Louis Blues or the Washington Capitals, right? <laughs> right so, yeah. I mean, if that's where Trevor Lewis ends up going. Yeah. Another player, I mean, look, talking to Louie on Friday uh, after practice, happy, smiling, in a good mood. Um, you know, hey, here's you the gotta embrace it, John. These are your final days here. You've had a great run. Just embrace it. It's, the, it's tough. It's the reality of the business. Yeah. yeah. How about this? Go ahead. Uh, you guys can connect the dots here on this one. In LA Kings outdoor games, the goals have been scored by Marion Gabrick. Yep. Game winner. In, Kyle in Clifford. Kyle Clifford. Tyler Toffoli. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So let's think about that. Marion Gabrick no longer <laughs> with the LA Kings. Uh, Kyle Clifford. No longer with the LA Kings. Kings. Tyler Toffoli, presently with the Kings. However, However. within the next 10 days or so, we might be able to say that nobody on the current LA Kings roster has scored (laughs) a goal outdoors. Yeah, for the Kings. Kind of funny, but there you go. I mean... I, I'm interested. I mean, look, I know it's been all like this was this was a great experience and all the players loved it and, and we enjoyed it and all that. And the fans certainly that I were feel here a butt coming enjoyed it as well. But <laughs> we've got uh, what? Eleven. Eleven. No, where am I? I can't do math. Today's <laughs> today's yeah, Saturday. I, forgot, I don't know where I am. It's more. It's the altitude. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is the altitude. Yeah, and the traffic. We're, we're, yeah, the traffic. We don't want to stay. Slowly dimming out. <laughs> well, that's which good. Is nice. Oh, OK. Almost Let's keep three going. hours after this freaking game. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah, I don't remember. What I was you were about. you were saying that it was a lot of fun, but oh right, eight days before the trade deadline. Yeah, that reality is going to sink in. I think tomorrow. Uh, right when all right, they're back the, home. The fun is done. Back to business. Well, guess what? We're probably going to move you, you, and you. So just yeah. everybody kind of have an understanding of what the heck's going to happen over this next week. Yeah, and I think when they look back on this game, it may be like the last great run for this group of this players. Group, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, look, you're, you're looking at potentially three guys that have been with the last Stanley Cup winning club, and that's Lewis, Mar- Martinez, and Toffoli. Toffoli yeah. it's, 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 a lot to, it's a lot to dish out. So they're, the games that are, you ha- are remaining here, um, they leave here. They're going to Winnipeg, Winnipeg. TV. Yeah, yes. they don't even go home. They go to Winnipeg, um, which is— Actually, I think uh, they went home for practice, and then they're going to fly to Winnipeg. Really? I think so. Oh, okay. I thought Carlin said that they were going straight oh, through, but I don't know, okay. whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, shout out to Hammer. Yeah. He was uh, here tonight at the game as well. He was. From Violent Gentleman. He's a Kings of the Podcast alum. Yes. Uh, so they're going to play in Winnipeg at some point. That's on Tuesday. Um, then they're going to play... Uh, Nine home games. Uh, yeah. Then, yeah. Just, just nine <laughs> then they play. Yeah, they have the Florida game on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And then Colorado <laughs> comes to town for the first time this year. Yeah, Colorado comes in, and then they're going to play the uh, the back to back. They're playing Colorado then they go on to, Saturday. No, yeah. then they have another game on Sunday in Vegas, right? No, Sunday is at home. They, oh, is at home. Yeah, this yeah. is that thing where they've only played back to back home games, meaning on consecutive days, yeah. twice in the twenty year history of Staples Center, and yet they're doing it 
two times this season in the course of about oh, a month. Only, they've only played it twice in 20 years? Yeah, I've covered this with you so many times, and it just you're never interested in it. <laughs> no, you're going to act interested right now, and you're going to forget as soon as the show is over. Yeah, the next so, time you bring it up, I'm like, yeah, really? Yeah, you're act surprised then. So <laughs> consecutive good. games, which really? on Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, yeah, Tuesday, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Doesn't matter day of the week. Doesn't matter. It's only happened one time in, excuse me, it's only happened twice in the 20-year history of Staples Center. Fantastic. But for some reason, this year, it's happening two times Mm -hmm. within the course of about a month. So the first time it's happening is this coming weekend. Mm -hmm. They're going to host the Avalanche on Saturday night. And then they're going to host the Oilers Mm -hmm. on Sunday night. And if everything works out, we're going to be doing a podcast after the show on Sunday. I'm going to a little, little sneak preview here. Spoiler alert. Okay. There is, uh, there's a guy out there who is doing 31 NHL yes. arenas in 31. Have you heard about this guy, Panyota? 31 NHL arenas in 31 days. That's crazy. You think you travel a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this guy has a death wish. This guy's bananas. Yeah, he's, he's, he is ridiculous. 31 games in NHL arenas. Excuse me. 31 NHL arenas in 31 days. And... Uh, near the end of this 31 uh, arenas is the is Staples Center, the Oilers. I think it's like game 28 or something, if I remember correctly. But anyway, we're going to have him on the podcast right, if he still is nice. alive. He's going right. to be out of breath like you running up the stairs here. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, so we're going to have him on, and we'll talk about his experience of going to all these arenas. Because one of the things about being on the road consistently, that you could try to eat as, as you know healthy as you want, no chance. Uh, but it doesn't, it adds up. Yeah. So between the food and the booze. You're screwed. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're Hot dogs screwed. in the press box. Yeah, yeah it's just, it. it's not going to be good. So this dude's doing it for 31 straight yeah. days. He's, he's woofing down a lot of dogs. Yeah. Yeah, imagine how many nachos he's had. Because <laughs> after you get tired of the hot dogs, you have to go you, to like, you, go you, to don't something want, else. you don't want to go to the pretzels because it's just, it's, it's too, too doughy. Much, it's too much carbs, right? It, it's salt intake yeah. is significant. So eventually you have to go to the nachos. You do. I do, at least. I go to I the do, nachos. I, I, I okay. nacho it up as yeah, well. Yeah. Jalapenos or are you double cheese guy? I'm double cheese. Really? I love that freaking stuff. Okay, I have it to go is, jalapenos too. Kind of spice it up a little bit. It's real cheese. I don't know why. It's like no, it's not. Or something. It's not real cheese. But it's freaking good, so I don't really care. Okay. Did you drink YooHoo as a kid? You seem like a YooHoo guy. A YooHoo? What's that? You drink YooHoo, right? It's or a chocolate milk drink. <laughs> oh, that? No, yeah. we had something That was a New York thing? No, not LA. No. It's a New York thing. Yeah. We don't do Sunny Delight here. We don't not do. Sunny Delight. <laughs> we don't, these are all East Coast things. YooHoo. Yeah, YooHoo, Sunny Delight. I love those commercials. <laughs> yeah. Cheese Whiz. Cheese Doodles. <laughs> ah, Sunny D. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. My mom brought Sunny D into my house. Oh, my God. <laughs> if I brought Sunny D into my house, my mom would kill me. Not only do we do traffic and weather, we also do food. Um, so yeah, that's, it's gonna, we're gonna have to ask him about the food choices that he. How do you how do you do the proper food intake over the thirty one arenas in thirty one days? We'll have to ask him about that. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Good for him. That's a lot. Of, a lot of uh, different places to sleep, also, right? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't sleep the first night I got here. It's only a one hour difference in time, but it's, I just it's the altitude. I had trouble sleeping on Friday night. As yeah, well. it was crazy. Yeah, I could not go to tough. sleep. Yeah, and, good. And then <laughs> how about? <laughs> How about the guy texting us the other night at 2.30 in the morning? Oh, yeah. A, a brother of a player. Oh, really? Okay. So criticizing me because I don't follow him on Twitter. What are you doing up right now? I'm like, yeah, he's, and he was in Pittsburgh. He's on yeah. the East Coast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. He's from like an Eastern European he's somewhere, country. somewhere out there. He says, next time I want to get a hold of you, I don't have to give up my social security number. <laughs> they were great chirps. They really <laughs> they were. Fantastic. They were fantastic. At 2.30 in the morning, I was like, why are you blowing us up right now in a group chat? <laughs> it was good stuff. Um, any other trade talk, though? We, uh, we covered Forbert. We covered Lewis. Uh, what about uh, Martinez, Dave? 
What do you think? I keep hearing Vegas now. Yeah, Vegas. It seems is, like Montreal's cooled off a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, their their focus is going to be shifted a little bit towards the off season. But Vegas is another one. I'm right there with you. I've been hearing the exact same thing that they're they're really hot for him. We know Winnipeg's called and Florida's called and Carolina Nash, probably. Inquired. Carolina's in, inquired as well, and and a few other teams, but. I think if Vegas could figure out a way to make that work from a cap perspective, um, they, they'd love to be able to pull that off. One of the things that well, we've talked about it before about Vegas is that they're, while they have a lot of names on the offensive side of the puck, they are yeah. side of a, sort of a no-name defense for they, the most part. You know, yeah. Really so are. if you could be able to get someone like an Alec Martinez with his leadership, what he's able to bring, a proven winner, really would say totally. a lot uh, for that team and, and probably help be... Help them a lot. Yeah, help them a lot down the stretch. And it'd be interesting if they pull it off because I would have to imagine, unless they're trading Cody Eakin to another team... They may include Eakin in this deal just so they can offset the salaries. He's making 3.85. That's his cap hit. Marty's his four. That can help the return. So, well, yeah, you're going to get the return for Marty plus taking on this guy that you can then flip to get a draft pick from another team. So you could potentially add another fourth-round pick or something like that from a team that wants a little bit of depth that has and, the space and maybe that team you just played today. And that's Colorado possible Avalanche. because Chandler Stevenson's done a great job since coming over from Washington. Yes. So he's really displaced Egan, and they haven't they have an excess there. It's going to be – look, these seven days are going to be interesting across the board, but for Vegas, a team that doesn't have a lot of cap space but wants to shore up its blue line – it may allow them to, to maneuver it a little bit better if they can do Eakin in that deal. It's really a bonus uh-huh. from, from L.A.'s perspective. You're basically going to get another asset, young asset or draft pick out of it by having to take on Eakin for at I, least 12 minutes. It I, depends how quickly Rob can make it work. And I'll be honest with you. I think they're forced to make that move because if they don't, if they don't go two rounds, they're regressing then. Right? Yeah. And there's pressure on this team because they signed patches. They fired the coach. They fired the coach. <laughs> yeah. They signed Stone to a long term deal. And to go, not make the playoffs or go out in round one, I think there's pressure on the GM. Well, and, to, it, and McPhee, too. And he went to, he went to battle in, in his defense, in, in, or excuse me, in defending his owner, saying, no, this, the coaching decision was my call. This was management's call. It wasn't the owner coming down and saying, we got to do something in a panic. This no, was. It was just because, grimming. yeah, the coach and the GM did not agree on who should be playing, right? That's what I had heard. It's, that's what I've been hearing as well. I mean, nobody's confirmed that officially. Uh, I guess they probably won't, but... Yeah, I mean, no, I don't expect it to be confirmed officially <laughs> but, either. <laughs> but I, I regardless, also... it was the GM's call. So, to your point, DB, I yeah. mean, it's got to do something to shore up that blue line. I also think the coach couldn't handle players who got paid and couldn't motivate the team. He could motivate a team that was had a chip on their shoulders and people weren't getting paid. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody got paid. Everybody got a contract now. Yeah, they, I'm not... They're I, doing... I, I, don't just buy, think, I, I'm not, I don't subscribe to that. Not with, not with the, the group of guys that are there. But top to bottom, they're the best... They're the most talented team in the division. They should be winning they should be. by six to eight points. And some but, of those games... Thanks, DB. We just lost every listener in Edmonton <laughs> after that comment right there. <laughs> Oh, Edmonton, please. Uh, those oil- Listen, the Oilers fans lately need to relax a little bit. Lately? Like they, la- yeah, more so than ever. <laughs> more They've so been really ever. pissing me off lately okay. on the social media <laughs> device that's called Twitter. Uh, you don't buy that part? No, I don't because, uh, look. It's not the same team it was with, that went to the cup final. It's not it, close it to It wasn't, the same but that team was a lot tighter defensively. I think the structure for them has changed a little bit 
you know, they want to be a little bit more offensive. They want to be a little bit more Well, when you have that type of offensive talent, then you're going to change the structure, of course. But you need to be a little bit more responsible in your own zone. And that's what led them to the Stanley Cup. It was a big reason why they got to the Stanley Cup final in their first year and why they made the playoffs last year. It's not even responsible. It's John's point, though. It wasn't because (laughs) Bettman rigged the playoffs? And that's what, Twitter told draft. That's, what, that's what Twitter told me. Was it an Oilers fan? <laughs> and the expansion draft, they rigged. Oh, yeah, they rigged that, too. Rigged. But to John's point, like, to rig they don't have the requisite talent to go. Like, you look at that blue line. That's not a no. three-round blue line. No yeah, way I'm in the trying to, I'm, uh, You got, what, Theodore Schmidt, Nick Hag. I like Shea Theodore, though. But So do I. But I'm, I like Derek I like England, like John it. Merrill. Merrill, get out of here. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, that's, no. that's what they have in the World lineup. Juniors, Team USA. But, yeah, John Merrill never really... No. Panned out to be no. a top four. Shea Theodore is the best defenseman. He's not a defender. Probably the best defender is who? McNabb? That's, oh, yeah, that's not yeah. enough. No, it's not. Well, you had Marty. And, that's and what I'm saying. That's why I was pressured could... to make that trade, I think. Yep. Not a lot out there, too. You know, this, this is really... Uh... Well, see, there's, there's a lot of defensemen that are, you know, from a rental perspective that are out there. They're just... They're not that good. Well, yeah, there's not a lot so, of top four no, D that you can no. go out and there's get. like Damon Severson, uh, you got, Andy look, Green. You got Dylan. You can make an argument. Brendan Dylan. a little bit. You can kind of argue he can fit into maybe a four slot. Uh, Sammy Votnin, although he got hurt. Andy Green is, is going to be more on a, on a Andy bottom Green. pair as a shutdown guy. Okay. Um, depth the rest, guys. Yeah, guys depth, that yeah, and then the rest right. of them are term guys, guys with at least one year left. Hey, Jonas Brodeen in Minnesota is a little more of a two-way kind of thing. It kind of fits Marty's element a little bit. It'd probably be a very close comparison from that side. But Matt Dumba, but that's going to be a bigger trade. So Montreal's probably not trading Jeff Petrie. I'd be surprised if that they pull that off. So that only enhances the value a little bit more for, for Marty's perspective because he's one of the only guys with one year left that can kind of play both sides. Yeah. Uh, moving to the offensive side of things, there's been a lot of discussion of late. The unthinkable just a month ago, which is Tyler, uh, Tyler, <laughs> Taylor, the other one, uh, Taylor Hall <laughs> potentially getting moved out of Arizona um, if they, you know, are done, if they fall out of it. They're not going to fall out of it. And I don't buy it. What, what's the sense of trading for no. that player? Are you gonna, what are you going to get back? You're not going to recoup what you traded away. No, you're not. But I, I you, don't get that. But if you if you get the sense that you're not going to re-sign him, right? Well, well, they haven't. So going into this, when they acquired him, they... They, they knew they weren't going to have that any, any contract discussion with him until the season was done. Uh, so, look, But that's I'll, I'll okay because that's a team that if they get in the playoffs, I really believe they're a sleeper team. I think they're I think built they, for the playoffs. Depends what their goaltender and, and is. If, if, if the goalie's healthy. If and, they yeah. could, and they could go, which is an if, but they, they could go a couple rounds, and then all of a sudden Hall gets excited and he's willing to re-sign. I mean, so if I was them, I wouldn't have been worried about the fact that I couldn't talk contract I will tell you this season. right now. No. The best slot to be in right now in the playoffs is the second seed in the West, in the Pacific. Because if you're the first seed, you're going to play a really good wildcard team coming out of the Central, right? And if you're two, you're playing the three seed, which is probably not that good of a team. If I was, I would not want to win in the Pacific. I'd want to come second, play a, a, a weaker team in the Pacific in the first round, and then take my chances with the one seed. If they get through, they might not even get through. Only thing I'll say about that yeah. is you, you, you don't ever want to try to set a scenario up yeah, I know. to, to, to play yeah. a particular yeah. team. We've seen this always time and time again. Always. It always bites you. It, I remember L.A. fans tweeting like crazy how they wanted to play Vegas in the first round, the expansion <laughs> right. team, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you look what happened, all those close one-goal one games, and you know, they end up losing to Vegas in the first round. You, just, you don't wish for a team. You, you, nope. The only thing you wish for is to be hot. 
to be hot heading into the playoffs. You don't want to come in cold. Yeah, you want right. to come in hot. And then you just take your you chances. You want to be healthy. Hey, healthy, healthy and hot. Right. And then you take your chances with whoever you're going to get in a seven-game series. And I, I, I'm, I'm big on the Arizona uh, Coyotes. I was going to call them the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not big on the Arizona Cardinals, but the Arizona Coyotes I am big on. All right, yeah, Mayor. So can, uh, let, let's close with this, Mayor. Um, okay. Is this another review? No, it is not. Let's go back oh, wow. to the top of the show. Todd okay. Toffoli. Yeah. I must, let's make the assumption he's going to leave town. What's coming back right now? Well, I don't, I don't think that anything's changed on the Tyler Toffoli front. Never. I think that okay. uh, I think it's the, they're hoping they can get up to a second-round pick in that deal. It might be a third and a prospect. The quality of the prospect is going to depend on the third. You can get the third up to a second. Maybe you get a conditional. But, hey, after tonight's performance, and just look at the way Toffoli's been playing over the last couple he of has, weeks. Yeah. You know, he's played he's better. He, he's, he's scoring goals, which is what he's been asked to do. Um, you know, if you're another team, and there, there aren't a lot of other players out there. You know, we've talked about this before with Kreider and everything else. You know, you might have to give up a second because you don't have a lot of other options to get a player of that quality. And look, could you see a first? No, there's no chance. No, the King, no, no. I, I, I no. firmly believe the Kings do not have a uh, anybody on this roster that's going to that they're willing to trade that's going to return a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have said, well, what if they take a bad contract in return? Okay, look, Rob might be able to get real creative and put a package together, maybe with a prospect, maybe in the right people deal. People talking about like David Back is coming back. I'm yeah. like, they're not going to take that. Yeah, I, I mean, no look, way. the Kings have the cap room; they can do that kind of thing. But it also there's a problem in taking back one of those contracts, and that is that it's that that player is going to serve as a blocker. And one of the reasons that the Kings are so open to trading so many players between now and July 1st, because it's not just about the trade deadline. It's also about the draft, right? Right. It's also about postseason. And one of the real reasons is to open up and create room for younger players. And so if you end up getting a player back, it's not really going to be part of your plan long-term. It's not a bridge player. That is right. a blocker. It's different. A, it's a diff- bridge player totally and a blocker different. are two different things. So I think that Rob has to be careful in doing that. And um, look, it's, uh, it's going to be very interesting what happens overall with all of these moves that are going to happen or potentially going to happen between now and the trade deadline. But I think if you, get, if you can get two seconds... Yeah. Um, I think I think that's fantastic, right and now. Rob Blake should be congratulated. I think it's more like a third and a prospect with the you know a conditional second or whatever. That, Based that's, on scoring or advancing, in the yeah, playoffs, scoring, going to the playoffs, you know, whatever. Uh, if they re-sign him, I mean, there are all sorts of. I love all these conditional picks. I think yeah. it's great. I Add some great. conditions to them. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's exciting for us too. Gives Dave, us, you agree? Gives us more to talk about. What do you think for Toffoli? Yeah, I think you're, you're probably looking at a. I'd say a third round pick and a prospect. Yeah, is is. Probably what you're going to get. Does that so, uh, change if Chris Kreider resigns in New York? Yes. Okay. So Ranger fans should be rooting for the Rangers to keep winning in the next week and him <laughs> keep scoring, right? The no, Kings, Kings fans, fans, Kings fans, Kings fans. Oh, Ranger fans too. <laughs> Both fans, yeah, Kings and Ranger fans. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Well. Well. To fully. Uh, sorry. Kreider's the guy that's going to get you a first round pick. Mm-hmm. He's the only rental that's out there that would command a first round pick in a deal. And it kind of a stretch, but he's probably the only guy. Now, if he's off the block, then you could sure as hell make an argument to get a second round pick and a prospect right. for Tyler Toffoli because a team that now loses out on well, you know what? It, I wouldn't be shocked if a team pays up because even if Kreider is traded to another team, the other teams that are in on him are going to turn back to, to Toffoli and go, sure. "All right, we got to act quick." Yep. Because maybe our the other team, the, the other guys that are in the race, are going to cough up a second round pick. So I think realistically. A third and a, and a prospect. I wouldn't be shocked if they got a second somehow as part of a deal. 
DB, do you have a comment on Toffoli? No, I think that I think a second impression because the way he's closed. Yeah, he's closed very well in the last two weeks because you put him with a number one center. So my assumes my assumption is if no. you're going to go to another team, no. you're going to play with a quality center. A quality center, but I think he'll be a second line guy. But even a second, no, no, no. He, like, he's saying that the value went up because you put him with a number okay, one center. Okay. The problem right. here, oh, the, the problem here with, with the 11. problem is that the, he didn't have another center that was going to be able to help him produce. I mean, yep. you know, if he goes to Boston and plays with. David Krejci. Yeah, yeah. He's going to score goals. Well, even even this this team here. Boston's that they, cooled that on him, played. though. From everything I've heard, yeah, Boston's yeah. cooled on okay. him. It looks more like uh, Calgary or, you know. We'll I see. could see I could see Colorado making that mix. As you're looking at this team, when they get Kadri healthy again, they got Burakovsky on the left, Kadri in the center. Right now they have Donskoy on the right. You can slot Toffoli into that. He's a better player than Donskoy. Oh, yeah, yeah, slot him in. Clearly he can play in the altitude, so that's not a problem. Right. So oh, yeah, it works. It's like a job, a job <laughs> audition that he had going on here that's tonight. That's what I'm saying. Get him on the bus. Let's go. Yeah, he's playing like the Rock. Do not let him back on the charter. <laughs> Close us, John. All right. It's been another fantastic hour. Panyota, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is, what, your third third trip into the show uh, this year? S- third trip into its second official appearance. Okay. Well, the one was the call-in. When right, you did, the oh, call, yeah. yeah. The, fourth the emergency call-in. Yeah, the fourth period hotline. That was fantastic. Dennis Burns. Dean, thank you for lugging all the gear uh, up to 7,000 uh, feet event above, tonight, above sea nice level. Wing for the kittens. It's been fantastic. It's going to be exciting to see what happens here over the next 10 days. We uh, hope to be back with another podcast, as I mentioned, next weekend after the Oilers game. Until then, you can follow Dennis at Dennis TFP. Follow me at Mayor NHL. Is it at fourth period or the fourth period? The fourth period. At the fourth period. All right, let's get it right so people can harass you on Twitter, especially all of your new friends up in Edmonton. If you're an Oilers fan, tweet Panyota. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) All right, everybody, have a great week. This week at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers. And 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space with Lux Hotel Collection bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.